Bible. Coffee talk with the Hoffmans. Welcome to Bible Coffee Talk with the Hoffmans. On this show, we talk about God, the Bible, issues of the world, trials and tribulations. You know, no big whoop, just Bible Coffee Talk. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today. I am joined by my lovely husband, Justin. Hello. <laughs> we are taking a day for just us. We are sitting down by the lake at the end of our road. It's very serene, very beautiful day today. Um, we have a topic that we're going to discuss uh, today. We hope that you find it enjoyable. But before we continue, I just need to turn this entire podcast over to the Lord. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Justin and I and all our listeners come before you. We ask you to be with us, to sit amongst us, to join us in today's topic. We ask that every word out of our mouth is pleasing to you and that you help us plant seeds for your kingdom. We ask this in your precious and holy and mighty name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. What are we drinking, darling? Um, You, you tell us what we're <laughs> drinking today. Well, my love. Uh, nothing. We're drinking nothing. We're it's drinking Bible nothing. coffee talk, but we have no coffee. We have no coffee. We left the house with no coffee, and this is just one of those podcasts that we're winging it. Uh, we did not prepare for it, but, but you know it applies because we're we're doing a show called Bible Coffee Talk, mm -hmm. and we are honestly all coffeeed out. We've drank probably <gasps> three to four cups. I drank like three cups of coffee, and we need a break. So well, you do, we're, not we're, me. We're, we're on a coffee break, probably a five minute break, and then we're gonna have a lovely vanilla biscotti blend of heavenly boldness joe coffee. cup of joe, joe. we can have coffee. a cup of joe honey of coffee. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay so today's podcast is it's not really anything that we've prepared for it's just a discussion and the discussion is vengeance it's it's you know i'm sure we've all had these moments where we've held bitterness and anger and and yeah. in our hearts towards someone or people um and we've wanted to uh, get back. We've wanted vengeance. We've wanted retribution to to uh, pay them back for for whatever they've done. Payback. Yeah, mm -hmm. <sighs> I have. <laughs> I know I, I have. have. I am so mm -hmm. guilty of that. Uh, I am. I am not proud to say that I've I've held that in my heart. That's something that I daily ask the Lord to help me with. I repent often of it. Uh, I don't know how many times I have uh, <sighs> uh, in in. In my daily uh, routine, there's there's someone that I really don't like uh, that's in my building, <laughs> and too. I've you know <laughs> had very bad thoughts of getting back, getting even yeah. uh, for the ignorance and the, the just the total backstabbing and the Judas behavior. Yeah. Um, and there's times where you know I've you know with our dog you know uh, <laughs> picked up you know their waist and wanted to literally throw it at, um, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw it at I've struggled. I've struggled, yeah. but I didn't. Uh, I, I've, I've taken the opposite route because, you know, like I've, I've told you before, baby, like, I mean, this is something that is like a generational curse for mm -hmm. me. You know, my dad, he, he got bitter over the littlest things when he was working with someone or if he was living next door to someone and someone would, you know, offend him in some way. He would really get bitterness bitterness inside his heart over it and he wouldn't forgive them. He wouldn't pray for them. And so I learned from my dad and, you know, the Lord just kind of opened this up for me over the last year and you know I was able to turn around and break that generational curse in the sense that I was living with someone and they really betrayed me they <laughs> did a whole bunch to really you know accuse falsely accuse me and rip me off and I could have got bitter over it and instead I took the opposite approach I took the Christ-like approach and I ended up forgiving them in person and I hugged them in front of my son and I really broke that generational curse. And it's like, you know, the devil's crafty, so he'll find another way to get bitterness through to us. And for me, lately, I've seen that. And I've had to get around that by prayer and forgiveness. And that's what it is. These people that offend us, you know, it's not our vengeance. Vengeance is the Lord's. It says it in the Bible. Yeah. God's word, he tells us that vengeance is mine, so saith the Lord. Yeah. It's not ours. You know, it's his. 
Well, nobody's perfect. And, and yeah. you know, you, you see some of these religious Christians that are like, you know, stop saying that you're not perfect. You know, we're all supposed to be Christ-like. And if you have Jesus in your heart, then you you are not a sinner. And it's like, whoa, that's not what the Bible says. I am a flawed, super flawed human being. We all are. I make my mistakes. Yeah. I, um, I'm... I'm angry sometimes. I I swear sometimes. Um, I hold bitterness in my heart sometimes. I hold hatred in my heart sometimes. I am not perfect. And it's when I have these things happen to me, that's when, I mean, that's essentially the test that God gives us. You know, like when these trials and tribulations, these moments of anger and vengeance hits you, what are you going to do in those moments? And that's that's the lesson. You can sure, keep repeating yeah you know, the, the, the class of life with these moments of anger and, and hatred yeah. where you will give into it and it's like, fail, do it again. Yeah. You know, fail, you know do I it heard, again. I heard something just recently that pertains to this and it's, you know, instead of asking God, why are you doing this to me? Ask God, what are you trying to teach me in this? Yes. That's it. Yeah. And that's, that's for me lately. It's, I'm not, especially when I've prayed about it. I mean, how many times have we come down here at nighttime and we've just mm -hmm. sat and we've prayed together and I've said, Every you know, night. put, put the, the Holy Spirit in me to the point where when these moments happen, yeah. I identify with it. I know that, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that needs to be corrected. I've turned it over to the Holy Spirit and asked for help. And there's even times where I'll make these little little comments um and i'll be nope nope i can't do that holy spirit help me i mean i've done that with you several times yeah. um but i know that these moments where i just want to get even with somebody if i leave it god will work it out for me you know yeah, whether that's yeah. you know and you actually said something this morning when i asked you about that i mm -hmm. said you know is it wrong for me to ask god to avenge me because i know in the book of psalms with with david that's pretty much all he did was god avenge me for, you know avenge me of my my enemies and mm -hmm. um yeah yeah you and, were the and, one that you said, mentioned you mentioned david and it's like you know vengeance is the lord's it's not ours is it, is it wrong for god for us to ask god to avenge us yeah, because it's not our vengeance. It's right. his. His vengeance is perfect. Like what I was saying to you earlier is that, you know, we could get vengeance on someone and it wouldn't be nearly fair. It wouldn't be just like God is a just God. He right. he has justice in his vengeance. And so that's why it's it's imperative that we surrender it to the Lord and allow him to have his vengeance. And we and we don't allow it to control us because at the end of the day, that bitterness is going to tear us to pieces. And that's it's, why the Bible says forgive. Yeah, forgive yeah. It's not enemies. going to hurt those people. And I mean, a good example of that is the Roman soldiers who crucified Jesus. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not their ways. You know, he forgave them. Did it affect them in any way whatsoever? No, absolutely not. They they had a, they had a job. You know, their job was to crucify Jesus. Mm -hmm. That was their job. They didn't care that it was, you know... Jesus Christ or a Jesus thief? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, a thief, or who it was. They were fulfilling their job. So they didn't care that he was forgiving them. He did it for him. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, we're releasing that bitterness when we forgive others. And it, it helps us. It doesn't help them. It, it, and God can't forgive us unless we forgive others first. Well, he also did it. Because it pleased his father. And, and, and that's the father. in that's the Bible, right. it mm -hmm. talks about forgiving these, you know, people that hurt us yeah. 77 times, seven times, yes. you know, yeah. and if you can't forgive, you know, your, your, you know, the, the people who hurt you or, or come against you, mm -hmm. then don't go to God asking him for forgiveness and don't essentially go to anybody else and ask for forgiveness because if you can't forgive others, why should you expect them to forgive you? Right. What you sow is what you reap. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus said. And it's so true. If we're not willing to forgive others, how can God forgive us? You know, and how can others forgive us? You know? Yeah. Well, I, I've, like I said, I've, I've struggled with this and, um, you'd made mention this morning when we were sitting, having breakfast, you said, um, something about, um, the, the bitterness that we hold when I had asked you, you know, is it wrong to, to hold, to ask God to avenge us? And, and you said, well, yes, because God has, you know, a perfect, um, 
Uh, Perfect vengeance. He's, yeah. He's a just God. Like, I mean, the, the example of David, like, you know, Saul, look what he did with Saul. Like, Saul came into the cave and he cut the his garment. He cut his garment and he said, you know, I could have killed you, but I am a righteous man of God. So I wouldn't have done that. So God turned it around for David mm -hmm. and he had vengeance on Saul in the end and ended up giving the kingship over to David. So vengeance was God's. And that was the perfect vengeance. Like, would it, you think of it, if, if David would have done differently if he would have just cut the neck of Saul and killed him right on the spot you know how would that have played out for him you know God wouldn't have been able to forgive him but you know I heard something recently uh, in that uh, David wasn't perfect he was far from perfect he had an adulterous affair with Bathsheba you know he killed many men and and it wasn't in the name of God that he didn't he did that murder and and God forgave him because you know he he was able to forgive Saul you know, for coming against him because God turned it around for him. You know, vengeance eventually was God's. And that's the thing. It shouldn't be our vengeance. It should be the Lord's. And we should be, you know, striving to be molded in the image of Christ. And that's what Christ would have done. You know, if you've heard that saying, what would Jesus do? Yeah. And we should always be keeping that in the back of our minds in all these circumstances. What would Jesus do in this circumstance? And in most circumstances, when someone wronged Jesus or they persecuted him or come against him, he would give it over to the Father. He would surrender to his Father in heaven and allow God to have the vengeance. Well, when I was mentioning about, you know, the classroom of life where, if you know, if you keep doing things in your own timing, in your own agenda, uh, for your own purpose, then you're going to fail. And, you know, all those times that you struggle with wanting retribution, wanting revenge, um, and you carry it out on your own, God sees that. And so it's like a big ah, fail mm -hmm. and you'll have to repeat it again and again and again yeah. until you get it correct. That's and right. until you say, Lord, I surrender it to you. I mm -hmm. can't do this. I need your help to, to curb my thoughts. You know, whenever I start to, to lean towards wanting revenge against someone or mm -hmm. plotting against them or having, you know, these bad thoughts against them, I ask you to, to put a scripture in my, my mind so that instead of thinking on getting back at someone, I'm thinking on your word. I'm meditating on your word and, yeah. you know, help me to to put a muzzle over my mouth or mm -hmm. you know a filter over my tongue so that right. you know what comes out of my mouth is pleasing to you um these are things that i've had to do because lately um there's there's just been a lot of people um that i've just been very very angry towards um and just wanting bad things to happen yeah. and and again i'm human i'm you know, I'm not perfect. I've never claimed ever to be perfect. Um, None and of I, us are. We yeah, all fall short of the I need the help of the Holy Spirit yeah. daily, every yeah, day, every day. minute, every second. Um, and yeah, I, I know for you, you know, it's been heavy with you. And it, it, mm -hmm. I guess at some point it's also spiritual warfare because Satan mm -hmm. sees these things, yeah. um, the struggles we have, and he puts people in our path. You know, mm -hmm. if he sees, okay, so you know what? Allie doesn't get along with this person or, you know, this person doesn't get along with Allie. I'm mm -hmm. going to put them in her path because I know that that's going to really or set this, them off. this person has traits that really annoys Justin and I'm going to put him in the, in his yeah. path and see if he's able to forgive him. And we give the devil too much credit because it's just, it's, it's God using the devil for our benefit. You know, that's what it essentially is. And you can call it a test. You can call it, you know, a trial, whatever you want, but in the end, God will have his glory. Mm -hmm. And, and the thing is he will, he will mold us and shape us. Like we're, we're like being refined like a diamond. Like you said something to me the other day and that's that, you know, God is, is looking for his best right now yeah you know he he wants he wants the very best and that's why we're called the elect we are the elect we are the chosen by god you know and we know this because of all the persecution that we've been facing all the trials that we're enduring you know and and it's just consistent lately because we are in the end times and right. it's very close to the rapture happening and God is refining us and that's he's using exactly, these, these people to refine us too. That's exactly what it is, is it, yeah. it's the refinement. I mean, if you were to take gold out of the ground, it's filthy, it's dirty. There's lots of um, compounds that are in gold to uh, that are inside the actual nugget. Yeah. So what happens in that process of turning it from a lump you find in the ground 
to a thing of beauty is it has to pass through fire. It has to be refined. And as it is in the fire, um, it goes through one uh, temperature of heat. And the dross, which is the, the garbage, the gunk that's in the gold, that's in the ground, burns off. And so the blacksmith will literally scoop and s the scum off the top. Yeah. But then he takes that uh, drum and he puts it in a hotter fire and gets it even hotter. And the gold at that point will burn off again any of the yucky stuff, the dross, and the blacksmith will scoop off the, the filth that flows to the top again. But then it goes through another degree of heat and another degree of heat until the, the gold, and it's tested every single time it comes out of the heat. So the first time it goes through a, a certain temperature, the dross is, is taken off the top. The blacksmith tests the gold. Nope, it's, it's nowhere near perfect. Back in it goes, hotter this time. So it goes in hotter. He scoops off the yucky stuff off the top, tests it. It could be better. This isn't perfect yet. He puts it through a hotter temperature. He does this several times until finally, finally, he checks it. There's no more dross coming off the top. He tests it. It's perfect. That's what God wants. God wants perfect. He doesn't want subpar. He doesn't want lukewarm Christians. He doesn't want two-faced Christians, Christians that say one thing and do another. He doesn't want somebody that in a moment is going to praise him on a Sunday service, but yeah, come Monday to Saturday. He doesn't want greedy Christians, prosperity gospel. He, we're looking at yeah. you. He, he doesn't <laughs> want those people. He wants someone that, yeah. you know what, is selfless, that is That's kind, right. that is giving, that is forgiving, that is understanding, that is workable, that is um, obedient. That's faithful. That's loyal. And until yeah. he gets that with each and every one of us, he's going to put us back in the fire, back in the trials mm -hmm. until that dross, that yucky crap that we're, you know, that life is, you know, embroiled us in and that's, that's in us is burned off. And I'm talking essentially to those who listen, read, watch all the garbage that's going on. I know yeah, someone yeah. that had a heart for the Lord and would read their Bible, would pray with me daily, you know, several times a day before bed, we would sit and we would pray. We would hold hands. We would, um, we would, we were close as close. And then started watching really garbage shows and started talking to people who were worldly, who were using filthy language, who were, um, sleeping around, who were doing drugs, uh, started, you know, listening to Billie Eilish and Katy Perry and Nicki Minaj and, mm -hmm. and all these other filthy, filthy singers. And pretty soon their eyes got taken off the Lord. Their, their heart for the Lord, um, wasn't in it anymore. They weren't reading their Bible. They weren't praying. They were f speaking filthy. They were doing things that, you know, a couple months prior, they weren't doing. They were opposed to, you know, they were saying, you know, I'm never going to get the vaccination. That's, that's absolutely, you know, of, of Satan. I will die before I get that. Mm -hmm. And recently they got the vaccination. Um, and they're going for, you know, there's the second one. They're, you know, surrounding themselves with people who do drugs, who swear, who, you know, are in same-sex relationships, who uh, have no problem being uh, vengeful and, and bitter and angry and back-talking and, you know, surrounding themselves with, you know, uh, parents who literally are using them. And I say this because these people... God wants the best of the best. And that's yeah. where the refinement yeah, comes in. I will mm -hmm. burn off all these garbage things that are polluting your life. That's where sanctifi sanctification comes in. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit does that sanctification process. And like the thing is, you mentioned Billy Eilish and Katy Perry, and we've talked about them a lot. And the thing is, God loves Billy Eilish. Mm -hmm. God loves Katy Perry. And Jesus died for their sins yep. too. But it all comes down to free will. See, God is a loving father and, and a gentleman and he won't force anything on anyone. You have the free will. You can choose to follow Satan if you want. And that's what Katy Perry has. Billy Eilish, they made that choice. God oh, still loves it. them. 
but they've made that choice and they've openly admitted that admitted it. And I mentioned the prosperity gospel and we just watched a thing about Jesse Duplantis <laughs> saying how, you know, if you send him money, the rapture will happen faster. and that's the, it'll happen faster. And that's the reason why Jesus hasn't come back because we haven't sent him enough money to his ministry. And we're just going, wow, our jaws dropped when we watched it because it's like, are you kidding me? How blasphemous can you be? And the thing is, God still loves him. You know, he wants him to repent and we should be praying for these people. We should Absolutely. be praying for Jesse Duplantis. We should be praying for Billy Eilish or Kenneth Copeland, you know, praying that he, they repent of their sins, that mm -hmm. they turn from their wicked ways. But the thing is, turn though, to the, is the Lord Jesus, that yeah. when you embrace your sin, yeah. when you openly deny God and you, you are leading a generation of youngsters to and away from God. I mean, you look at this, um, uh, Kylie Jenner's, uh, guy, Travis, um, Scott. Travis Scott, yeah, yeah. um, who is literally looking down in the audience as people are lifting dead people and mm -hmm. he's just standing there chanting and people are like, this is a portal from hell. And there were demons, you know, all around and the heaviness that was in the air. Yeah. The, these people that are openly embracing Satan. Well, it's pretty they, wild with him, like, because Astro World is what it's mm, called, the festival. Yeah. And it was a dead, um, uh, like, uh, it was, it was like a dead amusement park in Atlanta that they took over and they had the festival at. And his, his album cover has a picture of these parents walking their children into what is his mouth, but it, it looks like the gates of hell, which is what his stage looked like. Yeah. It looked like the gates of hell. And it said on it, see you on the other side. Well, they went from blue, letters, yeah, and when they yeah. crossed through, yeah. they were either in the album cover in flames, yeah, or on when his they, shirt, on when his they shirt passed too. through, it yeah. was red. Yeah, they turned into red, and they were falling down into the pit of hell. Yeah. And it's it's just such an analogy of what is happening in our world today, what is happening with his fan base specifically. And there was eight people that died at that show, and that just shows you that there were demonic entities there. And even people who don't believe in this stuff, who aren't a Christian, who atheists. are atheists, they were there at the show, and they, they felt the presence of demonic entities yeah. there. Yeah, so you can believe or not believe, you can brush it aside you can be like whatever yeah. you can even listen to the music i mean if you even google uh billy eilish and my daughter used to just love and even your daughter used to just she love yeah. billy eilish yeah. she still but does. if you yeah. look at the content of her songs if you look at the videos i mean my lucifer um mm -hmm. good girls go to hell good girls go to yeah. hell and um my lucifer whatever i can't remember the the song title mm -hmm. come to me after but in her videos, she's like this fallen angel that's dropped down from heaven, uh, who's got these black wings. She's soaked in tar. Another one, she's crying black tears and submerged in black tar. Yeah. Her her content of her songs are pretty much pretty consistent with dying, suicide, yeah, suicide depression. depression yeah. And it's no wonder kids these days are the way they are. And where the suicide rate is higher than it's ever been. Second Timothy uh, 2 verse, sorry, Second Timothy 3 verse 1 to 5, I believe, it talks about how people will be in the end times. And it talks about how children will be disrespectful to their parents, how, you know, good will be, um, uh, they'll be disobedient, they will be, you read it. Yeah, let me read it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's 2 Timothy 3. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Right. Yeah. And, and... <laughs> if we just watched this with uh, Watchers on the Wall, is that what it is? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And and he said, you know, he went through four of them and said, you know, I've only gone through four from this this scripture. But if that's not more prevalent today than in any other generation, I mean, the songs that these kids are listening to, it's invoking spirits. It's pulling them literally holding them back from from knowing or having a personal relationship with Jesus because what you fill your mind with is what will uh, produce who you are. Absolutely. The things that yeah. you speak are are a direct uh, in direct connection. Sorry, uh, with your thoughts. So if you're singing these filthy verses that these people are singing, 
it's you're you're chanting. You are yeah. If, if you're if you're using foul language all the invoking. time, you are using the language of demons. That's it. I had a friend a little while back who told me that she was in the back of an ambulance and she had died. She had like an out of body experience where the demons were pulling her heart out of her chest. As they were doing this, they were using the f word. They were using foul language, and she said it just was an eye opener that you know this language comes from demonic forces. And when you're speaking it, and we were just talking about Travis Scott. And at his concert, he was getting everyone to say rage, rage, rage. rage. Yeah. And this is like invoking demons. So when you're speaking this language all the time, you're invoking demons. And I see it so much. Whenever people start speaking this foul language, this evil comes over them and it comes over their life and it just tears yeah. them to pieces. Yeah. And and you can tell because, <coughs> excuse me, you don't see Christians talking like this. I mean, no. I, I said earlier that you know i do use the occasional cuss word i don't perforate my every sentence with you know 13 14 onward f-bombs yeah, you know me too. if yeah. if i've stubbed my toe or if i'm super super angry i might let the occasional f-word fly mm -hmm, yeah, me um too. but it's not you know consistent in every sentence you know throughout a whole conversation. It's not perfection. Like being a Christian is not about perfection. It's about sanctification. Right. It's about wanting to change those ways because you know what sin does to you. Right. You know, you have your eyes opened up by the Holy Spirit and a lot of people in this world need that right now. That's why the rapture hasn't happened. Contrary to what Jesse Duplantis says, <laughs> we send him money and that's the reason why the rapture hasn't happened. It hasn't happened because a lot of people need their eyes opened up to the truth of the gospel right. and to the truth of who Jesus really is. He, he hasn't come because he's a merciful, loving father. Yeah. And he will not send his son, Jesus Christ, until, and it says in the Bible, until the entire world has heard the message. Yeah. Yeah. And the message is Jesus died for you. So if you choose not to accept him, then that's a choice you make. But when the end comes and the rapture happens, it is not aliens that uh, have come to take us home. It is a loving God who has said, enough. It is enough. I've had enough. And we've all, you know, gotten to a point where, you know, even with people that we, we, you know, we love and we tolerate certain things. But at a certain point, you keep taking the abuse. You keep taking the uh, the profanity and the the disrespect. Certain people will finally come to an end and say, you know what? I've had enough. I've had a parent. You know, you're not a behavior. I've had enough. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what God's going to eventually say. I've had enough. And if it gets to that point and you haven't repented, you haven't turned away uh, from your sinful life, from your profanity, from your um, listening to things of the world, from being apart from the world, then you will lose out. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't have a chance to come to heaven. It just means you'll have to go through the seven-year tribulation mm -hmm. instead of being taken out beforehand yeah. and mm -hmm. i just got to say that you know uh that's just stupid <laughs> i don't know why anybody would want to go through that if your sin if you love your sin that much i mean i once read that uh some you know if somebody gets sent to hell they're going to be sent to hell on their own merit based on their own sins yeah. they will be by themselves and these friends that they deemed as you know oh they're my family or they're my femme mm -hmm. or they're my bro mm -hmm. or whatever yeah. um they're not going to be down there it's not a party place it's not some destination you know yeah. uh whenever, hotel. whenever someone calls you bro or family like run. i would i would run, run because they're not they're just using you for their own means. liars they're liars yep. like we'll, we'll know them by their fruits not by their roots jesus said that's right and that's so true and you know like the thing is it, it it's I, I know why people don't see the truth and and it it is it, it does come down to stupidity the bible yeah. says only the fool in his heart says there's no god right so you know it, it does come down to ignorance and stupidity but it's also the devil the devil is a great deceiver and he's deceiving the entire world right yes now. he is and and it breaks my heart because there are several people um that i love dearly and and i miss um and i ache for to have that relationship back with them, you know what? It's in the hands of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, if they want to come to know Jesus again, you know, he will always accept. I mean, that's a beautiful part of, of Jesus Christ is 
uh, with the prodigal son. I mean, we were talking about that the other day too. If, if you've left, if you've wandered away from, you know, uh, the loving arms of Jesus Christ to, to follow your own pursuits or, uh, you got mixed up in the world, he will gladly take you back. It is Mm -hmm. never too late. Well, I can't say that anymore because soon it's going to be too late. Your, your time is running out. But now's the time. Don't wait now's thinking time, you yeah. have time to repent. You know, and that's why we do the prayer on every podcast because, you know, it's it's about you opening up your hearts to God. And, like, if, if you wouldn't mind, baby, I'm going to go ahead and say a prayer right yeah. now for our listening audience. And, you know, Please. if you just want to say this with me, I'm saying it for myself, too. I really am at this me point, too. you know, because we're all going through this. You don't have and, to say it out yeah. loud. Yeah. You can say it in your mind, yeah. you know, just in, even in agreements, you know, yeah. if whatever Justin says if you agree with it and that's something that you feel in your heart that you want to say but you can't say everything that he's saying because it's said pretty quickly mm-hmm. all you have to say is yes lord i agree jesus yeah. that's all you have to say yeah so go ahead love yeah okay and just say you know father in heaven lord jesus uh help me to forgive help me to have a forgiving heart you know conform me to the image of christ help me to forgive like jesus forgave Help me to be more like Jesus and walk like Jesus and help me to give you the vengeance. I surrender the vengeance to you, Lord, for vengeance is only yours. And I forgive these people that are hurting me. I forgive them and I pray for them, Lord. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, come into my life and conform me to your image, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I, I just want to say that I, when I was little, my dad used to always say, because he had his own businesses, leadership by example. You know, he would get right down in, my, my dad had like a ear, ear mold laboratory where he would make hearing aids. And even though he owned the business, he would be right down in the, the work pit with the workers, you know, he had a marble quarry and he'd be right down in with the, the, um, the gravel with the, the workers. And he always said many, many times it's location, 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 and it's leadership by example. I can't expect my workers to take anything that I say, unless I get down in there and I work along with them. That's how you earn respect. I can't expect, you know, with, with, the enemies that I have and I have them. We all have them. I mean, you, you are not a perfect person yourself. I'm sure (laughs) those who are listening to this, you have enemies. Um, but it's, if you're going to walk with Jesus, you have to be a leader. You have to show people, you know, you can't just say, you know, forgive these people unless you forgive yourself. You, You can't teach without being an example. That's what I'm, trying to, to yeah. get across and, and in this when we podcast. forgive our enemies you know we're really killing two birds with one stone right. because we're not carrying around the baggage of that mm-hmm. bitterness of our past we're letting go of that baggage so we can live free we can have the joy in our heart the joy is not stolen from us and we can forgive others so that god for, can forgive us you know and we pray for those other people because we don't want anyone to see hell we want everyone oh. to see the glory of god and be in heaven with us one day yeah. And, and I know for, for me, there have been times where I'm like, you know what? I am so angry at this person. Go to hell. Yeah. I, I'm sure a lot of us have said that at some point, you know, yeah. like go to hell, you know, or F off or mm-hmm. that's, that's such a damning and, and Satan's loving it. He, he is it. loving yeah. it. When yeah, you say does. to someone, go to hell, that's exactly what his plans are. Mm-hmm. He wants that person to go to hell. He wants you to go to hell. Yeah. He doesn't care about anybody. He doesn't want anybody saved. He is like literally hooking in chains to hold you, me, and everybody else back from a loving relationship with Jesus Christ. But greater is he that's in you, meaning Jesus, than he that's in the world, which is Satan. Jesus is stronger. All the glory will be his. All the 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 victory, everything will be Jesus. You know, Satan will not win in the end. He is. And I find, I don't know if this is with you, but I find that when I openly mock Satan, <laughs> uh, I don't know how many times I have said, um, Satan is stupid. Like, what an absolute idiot. Like, yeah. he's he's going to die in the end. Like, he's, he's either stupid. stupid or God has, like, his eyes covered up to the truth. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. But every time I do that, that's when I seem to go under spiritual attack the hardest. And that's when I say to you, 
I have that uh oh feeling, mm-hmm. which is my discernmentship uh, that that the Holy Spirit's given me. It it it's like my spidey senses are tingling. It's like <laughs> oh oh, something bad's coming. And and my children, I've said this to them several times. I have this really heavy bad feeling that something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know when. I don't know what it is. But I feel it, and I've said it to you. Intuition about those kind of things, I know. And and I've just kind of pieced it together in the last couple days, where it's like, okay, you know what? That's that's definitely. It's it's usually when I start saying something like, "Satan's a friggin' idiot," like he's so stupid, and it's like, okay. How does he not know his outcome when it's clearly mapped out for him in the word of God? Yeah. You know, like it's clearly there what's going to happen in the end. Every single step of it. And Jesus' final words on that cross was, it is finished. Finished. And yet he still thinks he's he's winning the battle. He still thinks he's winning. And he's been defeated already. Because I said (laughs) that, you know what... There's certain times for you and me and probably other listeners that, uh, you know, when you read the Bible, you can read portion of the Bible like Matthew. I've read it so many times, but every time I read it, something that the Holy Spirit wants me to know will be revealed to me. And it'll be like, I've read that like 30 times and I've never seen that, especially about the part about the um, millennium you didn't know about in Revelation. Um, You've read it. You've read the entire Bible cover to cover. Yeah. But you didn't know that. So I think that the Holy Spirit um, is the great restrainer. And I think there's times where our eyes are restrained from reading or acknowledging things that are in the Bible. And with Satan, his eyes, his understanding, whenever somebody talks about his demise in the end, is like white noise. I look at it this way. I look at it this way, though. Like, you look at him as he uh, fell into pride in heaven where he wanted to be like God. He thought he was going to take over heaven. He thought he was at that point. So he still thinks he's going to win the battle. He has a plan that counter... You know, it goes against God's plans. It's counterintuitive to, to God's plan. He thinks that plan is going to win out in the end, even though Jesus already won the battle for us. You know, he, he won the battle by dying on that cross for our sins. And Satan still thinks he's going to win. Even though he knows the entire Bible, he knows scripture from start to finish. He still thinks he's going to win. And does he know it from start to finish, though? That's what I'm saying, is that I believe I that believe he does. And he has a counteractive of... plan that goes against God's plan. He thinks he's going to win, well, even though he's lost the battle that that would be like god and and satan or jesus and satan in a car in a drag race god's got the most souped up car he's got nos he's got you know all the bells and whistles and satan's driving this little pinto that has you know regular (laughs) gas no nos uh maybe less than he's on fumes he's not even got a full tank of gas and he thinks He thinks I'm a win this race. I'm absolutely. I'm a win this race. I'm a win it. I'm a win it. Put money down on me because I'm gonna win. And God's just standing there, shaking his head like, "Oh, you idiot!" (laughs) You know, that's that's how I think it's it it's like. Like, there's no way Satan's gonna win. He's driving this little Pinto on fumes up against the Almighty God. How does he not know he's going to lose? Whatever his thinking is his arrogance his whatever you want to call it he cannot think that he's going to win against his creator his he is just as deceived as his followers are followers are like you look at katie yeah. perry or billy eilish they think they've won they think they are gods of this world they lady think they gaga. have everything they have the entire world yeah. lady gaga was given this contract where she was told she will never age that she will have fame for the rest of her life and she's living the high life she thinks she's won but until she's standing before god and gets judged and it's the same thing with satan when he is standing before God and he is finally judged for everything he's done then he'll realize that he lost the battle he doesn't realize it now he's fooled just like the people that follow him are deceived he's the master of deception and him in himself is deceived he's deceived then you even said once to me you know people that uh tell lies habitually um eventually believe them and what did you say that was called that was um uh, narcissism. Well, no, there was another word for it. Social, um, uh, psychopath. psychopath. It's a psychopath yeah. who believes his own lies. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. somebody who believes in their own lies, that's Satan. Then. Yeah. That's insanity. And the devil's crazy because he thinks he's won the battle <laughs> and he's driving a Pinto, you know, he's driving a Pinto. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm sorry if there's any listeners that actually drive Pintos. Yeah, I'm they're sorry. okay, you know. <laughs> they're not. They're terrible cars. They're okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so I guess that was where we were going today with this podcast is if you're struggling with hatred or or bitterness or resentment or anything like that, surrender it. You know, the only person you're really going to hurt is yourself because it's stressful. It's it's. I know for me that I can't hold on to it anymore. I've, yeah. you know, I ask the Holy Spirit, you know, with the, the person that I really don't like that's uh, in my building, restrain them from me, keep them from me. I don't even want to see them. I don't want to speak to them. I don't want <laughs> I to hear to. them. I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want anything to do with this person. Yeah. They are as vile and as evil, self-centered. Mm-hmm. Um, they're boastful. They, they are, they just... <laughs> yeah they're, we're going through the same thing baby we're going through the same thing yeah me. they're they're acting like they're 20 years old when they're in their mid-40s thinking they're all that in a bag of chips and it's like yeah. lord put a filter over my mouth help me so that the i don't worst, say things worse than that is when I, they're in their early 20s and think that they have all the answers in the world and you know like it's it's not any better really but i mean my analogy proves the point that God wins the battle and he has the vengeance yeah. in the end and the vengeance isn't ours. We should be forgiving our enemies and walking in love towards others and, and being that's it. molded and, in the image of Christ. And that's why when yeah. I say things like, you know, this person, they're vengeful, they're they're bitter, they're uptight, they're rude, they're, yep. I could go on and on and on and I, trust <laughs> You're me. You're preaching to the choir, lady. <laughs> there's, there's a part of me that really wants to because I, I thoroughly hate and dislike and this was not mm-hmm. how it was like i remember a year ago you know sharing you know text back and forth saying you know how much i appreciate this person and mm-hmm. how much i like them and i love them and they're a dear friend to me and and it's literally like less than a year later and it's like i can't stand this person love many the, will wax cold. that's it yeah. it's it's they are and it, it all started originally because uh i made a post um, my whole Facebook wall is dedicated to the Lord. And I made a post about homosexuality being wrong and abortion being wrong. And they saw that and they were livid. And they meant said to me, you know, you need to really curb what you put and it's hateful and it's hate speech. And it's like, it's not hate speech. It's biblical. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you need to take it down. And so I did. I took it all down. But that was that tainted my vision of them that that really put a bad taste in my mouth as to who they were um the whole relationship changed you know we would still see each other and be friendly but the whole friendship changed and then um it just got worse and worse and worse on their part the things they were doing the things they were saying the lies the backstabbing the two-timing uh not two-timing two-facedness the Mm -hmm. um the division that they were causing, it just, I was like, you know what, Lord, keep them away from me. They are vile people. Change their heart. Help them to see who you are before yeah, it's too he late. Does, he does, I'll tell you. When he's you, kept when you them pray away. For it and he, he will make that separation happen. I've seen it so many times in my life where I've prayed for someone instead of being bitter, like you, you're bitter towards someone. Yeah. And it just it causes the fight to escalate with mm-hmm. them and it causes it to get nastier and more vile. Where when you forgive someone, you know, God can take a hold of that situation. The Holy Spirit intervenes and changes everything and, and causes a separation between you and that person it's crazy i lived with a roommate in calgary for a while and you saw it how he was literally like he couldn't even talk to me he was like a zombie when me and my son were yeah my son were around him we'd walk past him and he'd just stare and he couldn't even say a word it's like the holy spirit shuts their jaw and removes them from our life when we forgive them well that's amazing one step further when when uh in calgary when we i was there with you yeah um excuse me we were i don't know how many times uh another person would pass by and it was almost like their jaw was locked shut they Mm -hmm. didn't say anything they didn't approach you they didn't do anything they literally went about their business and even when we're sitting outside reading the bible about false gods Mm -hmm. um and not following them because they themselves worship a false god yeah 
they didn't say one word. They said they, nothing. They yeah. actually left. And, and the reason why is because I prayed for that person. I prayed that God would open up their yeah. eyes to the truth of the gospel. And, and I, I prayed forgiveness over them because there were certain areas where they offended me. And I learned from my dad years ago, like when someone offends you, that's from God. God is, is testing you. He's refining you like gold and like like a fine diamond you know and the thing is at those at those pressure points is when we need to surrender it to god and forgive that person and pray for them even those people that you know you don't want to let go or you have a hard time letting go that's when i find that the holy spirit's like i told you to let them go Mm -hmm. i specifically put hardships in your place um in your path so that you'd have your eyes open to the true nature, the true character of this person, have nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to make it so awkward and so unbelievably uncomfortable that everything they do is going to irritate you mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. you're going to have such hate that you know what? <laughs> You'll have no choice but to stay separate from them. They are worldly. They are not uh, mine. Uh, I don't want you yoked with them. Yeah. Now you're going to have to have nothing to do with them. Bad company corrupts good character. That's it. And so the Holy Spirit will literally put in place um, a division, you know, so, so awful that even though you have hatred in your heart towards this person, in the end, he's gotten what he wants. He wants you to have nothing to do with him. Now, the second part of the test is turning that hatred over to him. Right. And that's where I'm at. And that's why I needed to do a uh, podcast to let other people know that, you know what, typically when I'm suffering with something, if I can talk about it and help somebody else through it, that's, that's my purpose is, you know what, like I have, um, totally surrendered all to the Lord and, um, asked for his help, you know, and I do for forgive these people. I forgive, you know, uh, friends of, uh, someone close to me. I forgive someone close to me. I forgive (laughs) somebody else who lives in the same building with me. I forgive them all because you know what? My salvation means more to me than holding on to the resentment and hatred I have for you. And my, uh, pleasing Jesus means more to me than holding on to the hatred that I have for you. And my joy means more to me than holding on to the hatred I have for any of these people. So I choose with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the love and the mercy and the, the intervention of Jesus Christ himself to not hold on to, um, uh, the resentment and the hate yeah amen yeah that's the thing we have to we have to release that to the lord and and that's when the holy spirit starts to work on our behalf you know like i've seen it so much in my life and the devil is very crafty at this because he's been doing it for thousands of years now so he'll find a different way to get through to you if he can't get through to you directly with someone he'll use someone as a mediator that you love and and hurt them through a person i've seen and the thing is it still comes down to forgiving that person praying for them you know allowing god to have first place in the situation and surrendering it to the lord so I am going to do something that I don't normally do. I'm actually going to close with a prayer because I think that's really important. Yeah. We start off with a prayer, but we don't really end. So I'm going to end with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just ask you to settle with those who, like me, are struggling with hatred, with uh, wanting to get even with somebody for the things that they've done towards us. I ask you to work in the hearts and the minds and even in the spirits of these people, Lord, who are going through these issues. I ask you to go before them to iron out any wrinkles to keep these people that are causing division or discord or even anger. I ask you to keep them away from these people as well as myself. I ask you to put filters on our mouths so that we uh, only speak good things. Um, because what does light have to do with darkness? What does good fruit have to do with bad fruit? I can't worship and praise you if I'm swearing and saying profanity and curses on my brothers and my sisters in you. Lord, I ask you to, to help me to, to know right from wrong. I, I struggle with this Lord and I need you to, to walk with me. I ask you to help me to be faithful and obedient to your Holy Spirit, to listen to him and tune out the 
the, the noise of the world, the songs, the things that are being, you know, jammed down our throat from Satan by the world. I ask you to remove those things from my eyesight, from my hearing, from my, from my speaking them out loud. Lord, I ask you to put joy in my heart. I ask you to put love in my heart. I ask you to help me to walk and, and, lead people to knowing who you are, to help plant seeds for your kingdom. And Lord, I just ask you to help me to be ready for your return because that's what I want. I want to go home. I'm anxious and desperate to be with you, Lord. So I ask you as I close this podcast to uh, be with those who, who need you to correct their thoughts, their thinking, their words, their speech. I ask you, Lord, to deliver them, to be the chain breaker that you are. Break the chains that are holding them back from knowing who you are and have a personal relationship with you. I ask you to help them to repent from the, the sinful nature that they're involved in. I ask you, Lord, to cast out any demonic or satanic links or or. Um, spirits that are attached to these people so that they can properly hear who you are, so they can dial down the world and amp the Holy Spirit up in their lives. Lord, I just ask that anybody that's hearing this um, podcast or, or praying along with us right now, I ask that you work in their lives, that you cause them to surrender, that you help them to repent of their ways. Lord, I don't ask uh, anybody to say the sinner's prayer because I don't believe that's what you want but I do ask you to correct their footing, Lord, to turn them around, to allow these people to do a U-turn, to work in their hearts, to just put a hedge of protection around them, go after them like you you promised you would, that you would leave the 99 and go after that one. Form them in your image, Lord Jesus. Absolutely, Lord Jesus. I just ask you to collect those that are yours, to work in them, to refine them, to help them to to stay true to you in the refinement process, Lord, to give them stability, to give them a boldness, to give them bravery and courage to withstand the refinement process, Lord, to shake off the things of this world that are caused to to pull us away from who you are and have this personal relationship with you. Lord, I ask you these things and I thank you for these things in your beautiful and precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So, that is our podcast. We still have uh, part four of our uh, controversial series, uh, mm-hmm. controversial topics. Uh, we just randomly, we, we make these these podcasts as the Holy Spirit impresses on our hearts. And today, kind of, I've been struggling with this, so I really thought it would be important to, to do one. Uh, but we're still going to do our podcast. Uh, four-part series the fourth one yeah yeah we are we're gonna we're still looking for the most controversial topics that we can find so if you if you think it's something that's really controversial that you want us to cover then go ahead and reach out at us or if you if you just need prayer you know feel free to email us at our email at biblecoffeetalk at gmail.com that's b-i-b-l-e-c-a-w-f-e-e-t-a-l-k at gmail.com Coffee talk. Coffee to walk. <laughs> and I'll leave you with my wife's favorite scripture, which is Joshua 1 9, which says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, with whithsoever thou goest. Love that one. But yeah, I found too. it yeah. virtually written almost the same in yeah. three different other scriptures. Yeah. Which is crazy. I you want to read mine, baby? I will read yours, which is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Amen. 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 All right, guys. So that's our podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I wish wonderful blessings on you. Uh, make good choices and uh, walk faithfully and obedient to the Holy Spirit. Bye for now, guys. Bye-bye. Bible Coffee Talk with the Hoffmans. What? You're still here? Podcast's over. Go home. Go.